You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and with me in the studio, special guest star from Cinematic Adventures and your mom's diary, Sean. Sean, how are you today? I'm great. It's two weeks in a row, man. I know. Did you, like... Tell Ron, did you not tell Ronnie he's not invited anymore? So it's funny because Ronnie was like, Hey, what's the schedule? Are you guys doing Smallville Part Two? Or like, do you want to do something? I was like, Smallville Part Two, get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, Word. So ironically, <laughs> Don't take it personally, Ronnie. <laughs> no, he and I are doing MF Uncensored this week. And Brendan, Blind Bat 8719 himself, asked if he can do an episode of Cinematic Adventures. I didn't tell Sean that, but I just broke I'm the very name. happy. What episode is he going to do? I don't know. He gave me a list. Okay. Well, when are we doing this? On Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, are you available? You're going to do it too? Well, if we're doing breakfast, then I mean, we should be available. You weren't really invited. Oh, this is awkward. But anyway. I wasn't invited where? <laughs> to podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm so, kidding. So that's fine. You want to replace me with Brendan and you replace Ronnie with me. It's all musical chairs. You when, know? when do I get replaced? Oh, I. You can. It's your house. I know. It sucks. But anyway, we are happy to have you guys back. And yes, Sean is back for part two of our Smallville Retro Review. Uh, I mean, honestly, if Melanie would actually get behind the mic, you would have been replaced years ago. Oh, that's fair. That is 1,000% <laughs> fair. She's way better at it than me. She's only done like four podcast episodes ever, and she's just so good at it. I know. Drives me up the wall. But as I said, Smallville Part 2, because we realized (laughs) deep into Part 1 that we still had so much to talk about with this show. So what we did was we took a look at 10 seasons of content with about 20 episodes per season. Let's just throw that out there. So over 200 episodes of this show was produced and put to air. And we decided that we were going to look at some of our favorite episodes. Yes, sir. We're not going to break down those episodes plot point by plot point, but we are going to mention some of the things that we like about them, some of the things that work, some of the things that didn't work, and uh, go from there. So, before we do that, we have some news. Oh, no. Here it comes. Can't go a week without DC news in this world. And we now mourn the loss or celebrate the victory we're not sure yet, of the death of the DCU. I, is it the death or is it the rebirth? That's I guess you can't, you can't answer that question for at least another five years. Yeah. So right now it feels like the death, and I love how all the, all the closeted DC fans are coming out of the woodworks now to like, you know, just destroy James Gunn, and I'm like, you guys are just full of crap. It's not even funny. So for those of you guys who do not know what that news is, So three weeks, give or take, after making his triumphant return to the DCEU, and... It was before James Gunn took over? It was was before James Gunn took over. When Black Adam came out. Yeah. When Black Adam came out, we had the return of Henry Cavill's Superman, and as of this week, it has been announced that not only are they rebooting the Superman franchise, but... Henry Cavill will not be portraying the Man of Steel anymore. This pretty much ends the Snyderverse. Pretty much. The only things we have left are Aquaman Mm -hmm. and The Flash. And you know they're going to replace The Flash. We know they're going to replace The Flash. There's no way they can stick to that. And and honestly, you got to replace Aquaman. I'm sorry. You got to you got to start fresh. Mm -hmm. You got to do it. I mean, maybe I don't know. But so unfortunately, so we've we've talked about Henry Cavill's Superman on this show. I think the general consensus of underused. Underused, underutilized, and had so much potential. Absolutely. Nobody embodies the look of Superman better, I would argue. Like, he, just his physique alone, his, like, well, the way yeah, he, I mean, the physique is there. I think it's, it's, when you compare him to Christopher Reeve, I think the physique is definitely in the wheelhouse of Henry Cavill. But, like, uh, Christopher Reeve had that, like, the face and the, the charm yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, he, he brought the character to life. Mm-hmm. I mean, the character had never been seen on the big screen before Christopher Reeve. So, I mean, you gotta give him that. But Henry Cavill, I mean, I remember when he was announced as the cat. We we didn't know who he was. We had no we clue. went to go see Immortals just because of him. That's true. The only thing I knew him from, Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, and when you watch that, it's hysterical how like you know like looks so puny compared oh to my what God, he looks he's like so now. Tiny, yeah, but 
again, not gonna we're not gonna dwell on it, but I've always said since they announced Batman vs Superman, I feel like Henry Cavill never got his time to shine. His time to shine as the character by himself. Correct. You pair him with Batman. You kill him off. He doesn't come back till like almost an hour into the Justice League movie, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all we ever got, and it's a shame. I want to know, and this is what I want to know: Did James Gunn initially bring Henry Cavill back? Or was that somebody above them at WB who was just trying to save face? Because if that, if he told Henry Cavill, we want you back, and then three weeks later, they decide to not go forward, that doesn't look good no. to me for the future of the franchise. Now, again, I don't know. I, I, we will never find that out. Henry Cavill was a true gentleman. When he, when, he broke know, the news. when he broke the news, he said, listen, they want to start fresh. It's it's very similar to replacing Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tough. I mean, sometimes maybe you, re- you end it too soon. Sometimes you end it too late. You don't know. It'll be very interesting when they cast when they when, who's going to be the next Superman. I mean, this is this is we're gonna this is gonna drag on for at least a year, maybe even more before we know who's going to be the next Superman. I'm very curious to see what they want to do. If they they also say in there in both statements, James Gunn released a statement and Henry Cavill released a statement about potentially working together in the future. Yes, I would be. So James Gunn posted a picture, a comic panel from the story Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. It, well, you remember in Crisis when that Superman had like the different Brandon Routh had the different S. Yes. That Didn't was he the, have the George Reeves S? No, it was the Kingdom Come S. Oh, okay. All right. So Kingdom Come is a story about Superman who's been retired and blah, blah, blah. I would not be against having Henry Cavill reprise the role in that. And and I wouldn't be against it either. And and sadly, I think his aspirations to be Bond are no longer because he just apparently just signed on to executive produce and star in a, a, a franchise for Warhammer for Amazon. So... I texted you right after I heard the news, and I was like, if I'm the Bond producers, I call him up right now, and I sign him to like a four-picture deal, but I guess he either he didn't, wasn't approached, or maybe he didn't want to be tied down passion, to... A passion project, too. Oh, fair. Absolutely fair, and I wish him all the luck. I mean, like I said, we'll I, I, I like him as an actor. We I mean, loved The Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. I, even though he's not the star of it, I actually liked him as Sherlock Holmes in the Enola Holmes movies. Yeah, I yeah. thought he I thought he brought a you know a really good sense to that character. I would like to see more of him, you know, do other things that maybe are not superhero related. Mm-hmm. Now, what are they going to do about The Witcher? He's still not coming back to it. Wow. So apparently a lot of rumors were floating around that he didn't do this new, the next season of The Witcher. Because right now, season three is done. It just yeah. hasn't released yet. Yeah. And season four is the one where Liam Hesworth takes over. But there were a lot of rumors that it was because of a Man of Steel future or Superman future. He came out and said it had nothing to do with that. Because in all honesty, he's got enough star power at this point to, to – they'll work the schedule around oh, absolutely. him. But what, they, what he said was there was creative differences between him and the, the team behind it. That's fair. And the thing about Henry Cavill is he's the biggest nerd. Like mm-hmm. he almost missed his Superman call because he was playing World of Warcraft. Like there was a viral video of him putting it together his own gaming computer and he's just so jacked. So like when my wife says she likes nerds, I already know that that's what she's thinking of, not oh, me. Absolutely. So whatever he does, he's going to lean more towards those passion projects, which I'm fine with because he – but he also demands a certain amount of faithfulness to the adaptation. Yeah. So And, and James Gunn says he's going to be writing a new Superman movie. So he doesn't say he's going to direct it, but he's going to be writing it. Yeah. So now that – again, I'm assuming Wonder Woman 3 is dead. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's a lot of going back and forth between James Gunn and Patty Jenkins. I didn't actually read I've James read Gunn's statement, it, yeah. so I don't know where that's going. But when does Aquaman come out? I don't remember off the top of my head. After the new year, though, I'm guessing. Yes, right? after the new year. All right. And then Flash is sometime. Oh, we also have Shazam. That's true. That's true also. But I don't feel like Shazam... Shazam is far enough, and so is Black Adam, and they're far enough... They old. could stick with those two if they decided to do more movies. Yeah, and they can... They can... I just... Yeah, I mean, to me, you gotta you gotta cut ties with. I hate it because I like Jason Momoa as the character, but I just to me it would just seem silly to like yeah. keep him. I mean, unless you just he does his solo movie and they don't tie him into this new Superman for a long time. It's possible they it's could. Who knows? What a mess. <sighs> I want to I want to call it a mess. I really do, and and I truly thought beforehand it was a mess but listen now they have what they hope is their kevin feige Mm -hmm. he's got a plan whether the plan is good or not one we're not going to know for a long time but you got to got to give him time to work it out it makes me wonder about peacemaker i know you never watched peacemaker and the suicide squad and all that because that that's all in that dc eu like is 
Peacemaker's supposed to get another season. Like, Let's see why not. But it's connected. Like, it's so weird because they have so many franchises still in this pro- this property. Yeah. But now they're cleaning house on the property. So it's it's just going to be very confusing. And that was the thing that, like, people were afraid of back in the day. Like, oh, we can't mention Batman on Smallville, which we'll talk about, because people will get confused. N- no. The comic book guys and, like, the people who have friends that are comic book guys, yeah. we, we get it. Like, we can watch Crisis on Infinite Earths and be like, oh. Oh, hey, look at that. Look yeah. at that reference. I mean, look at, look at you know, when, you know, the show Lois and Clark was on. I mean, it was tie, It was going straight ahead along with the the marriage of the characters in the comic They books. revived Superman just <clears throat> to match it up with that. Yeah. Wild. But anyway, so those are just our basic thoughts. I'm sure once we get a, once they release their slate, because at some point, James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to be like, hey, this this is our, our next five movies. The first five movies of this new DCU. Yeah. And it will be very telling what they do. And I also believe that this is their time to shine because I, I personally think Marvel is kind of mm. leveling out. I just don't think there's much left there. They might have a movie or two that will like blow you away, but... I think the I think the the craziness of Marvels is kind of hit its stride. Yeah, it just yeah, it hasn't been the same since it's getting Endgame. stale. Yeah, it's getting a little stale. If they're really smart, they will find their own style. That's the only thing I'm afraid of. I don't want more. I don't want DC Marvel movies. No, I, I absolutely agree. And the question is: Is James Gunn going to stick with the style of Suicide Squad? Is he going to try and bring a Guardians of the Galaxy style? I mean, I don't know what his style is going to be. I really hope that his the style that they have for the you can't, DC- you can't go Zack Snyder. No. And you can't go too opposite to say, okay, we truly hated Zack Snyder's vision. So you got to kind of play a happy medium. Somewhere. If they were, if they were smart, <laughs> I hate to say it, they would have tried to revitalize that universe and brought Zack Snyder in as some sort of consultant. Just, just because they had such a great look. The, yeah, the look I of, hear you. Like the, com- you. it was super comic book. I just accurate. feel like I just think Warner Brothers just wanted just to just. See you later. Start it. Just, start it new because yeah. maybe there's there was so much backlash with that franchise because of obviously what happened with Zack Schneider, what happened with Josh Whedon, what happened with Walter Hamada. It just maybe they just didn't want any of that left. They mm-hmm. were just like, you know what? Let's just start. New. Let's just start new. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I have no idea, but <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right, so let's let's dive into this because we have ten seasons to cover, ten and seasons. we're gonna pick just a couple of episodes per season. You know, obviously there are some really good ones, and there's some really good stuff here. But if we were to go episode by episode, season by season, we'd be here for the next, you know, till the next Superman movie came out, probably. So let's start with season one. We'll pick maybe three or four episodes at the most, and we also have to establish that season one through four are Our WB. WB. So. Difference, oh, I think. Yeah. I yeah. mean, absolute difference in the, the production, look, the, the production. writing. So, you know, we'll, uh, that'll be a factor, I think, too. So let's start with, personally, my number one of the season, the pilot. Absolutely. The pilot is fantastic, and it still holds up incredibly well, with the exception of a 35-year-old, 14-year-old high school student, <laughs> which we did establish. But I think uh, Tom Welling was like 22, 23. It was 20, yeah, 22, 21, yeah, 22, but, and all that. But it's still, it, it was clear as day when you watched it. It was like, there's no way he is a 14-year-old. They do a great job, though. They establish their universe early on. Yes. The, the meteor shower is still... You know, the effects are a little dated. Pilots tend to have the worst effects because they don't have a budget yet. Yeah. Like, they do the best that they can. There's some great iconic scenes, like the the overhead shot of him running through the corn. Yes. Fantastic. The scarecrow thing. They establish kryptonite. They establish, you know, that kryptonite affects people in different ways. It wasn't a car crash with him and Lax. Oh, so good. Him ripping the car open in the water. And it follows the entire season. A couple of seasons, the the car thing's big. Yeah. No, it's it's a basic premise of how Lex gets so crazed about Clark. He can't figure out how he survived. And even like little things like Lionel's reading a newspaper that mentions Queen Queen Industries on it. That's right. That's and right. to the point where I had to go back and look at that. I was yeah. like, no. I went back and watched Pilot. I was like, oh my God, yeah. That reminds me of uh, The Flash where there's the the, the crisis newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a comment about either Wayne, Indus- Wayne Industries and Queen Consolidated or something like that. So I always got to start with the pilot. If any, obviously introduces people, the characters, obviously mm-hmm. you know, and and introduces everybody's you know kind of place in the storyline. So you get obviously Clark, his parents, Lana, uh, Lana, Pete. Cl- Pete, Chloe, Whitney, Lex, Lex, Lionel, I mean, Lionel, and that's about it. And then you get basically what season one was was the freak of the week. It was everybody 
in Smallville who was somehow affected by the meteor shower. Mm-hmm. So this was a very popular format, the Freak of the Week. X-Files did it. Star Trek Next Generation did it the first couple seasons. Buffy was big for Buffy. it. Buffy. Even, like, even Arrow Semi did it the first season. Not so much Freak of the Week, but it was every week was who's he going to kill? Yeah. Who's he going to go after? The Flash did it really well with the Particle Accelerator yes. and theirs. So it, it's a formula that worked. And at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about how Smallville influenced the rest of the, especially the CW's culture. Like what came after Smallville and what yes. was built upon it and how Smallville is still so important to the development of that but throw me a season one episode oh wow metamorphosis is a good one that was the second episode only because we get that character returning in homecoming in homecoming in season 10 which is a great little nod we're also going to play a game so i'm very good with the episode titles yes sean's very good at telling what an episode's about without remembering the title so our yeah because they don't and, and this is where i give you credit but you also said on the last episode you listened to a podcast so that's how you started to remember the names of the episodes mm-hmm thing about tv shows they don't list the episode names like no. a lot of times they have nothing to do with it the, like they're just there they're just names given for the script lucifer did a good job with that because it would always be a line from the show that oh, okay. he would say so like it's like it's a bloody celestial karaoke jamboree like that was the name of an episode like they would pick lines that usually and, lucifer and there said. was some episode like in other shows that would be episode names of like disney movies or like famous songs and stuff like that mm-hmm. so x-ray X-Ray is great because X-Ray is the first episode we get a new power. Yes. And it's something they establish as a trend. You know, first it's X-Ray, then it's heat vision, then it's hearing. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they, they do a couple of others, but nothing too crazy. But those are the big three of, I got new powers. What do I do? Yeah. And X-Ray does a great job at not only establishing. So it's funny because when they establish X-Ray vision in that episode, in that episode alone, they show it two different ways. Mm-hmm. One where it's the blue X-ray, and then two where he sees through solid objects, and he just sees what's next. They never use that effect again. They only use the skeleton. Only the blue skeletons. The blue and then effect. eventually their budget was so low that they just used the sound effect. That's true. But And then superhearing kind of took the place of it because it was much easier to do. <laughs> but, of course, you know, the scene of him, like, climbing the rope and he fall. Well, first you see – and the, even like that where they see the like, – the X-ray of Pete, where you see and his bone like, and all that, yeah, and like flat, it's yeah. so much flash. It's they, like, again, you never saw that effect never again. again. And then he looks through the Which girls' I, locker room. Yes, and it was also the introduction to Lizzie Kaplan, who became not a huge star, but she became known and in, in she, the community. She came back community. too, and she came back in season two, either two or three, as Tina two Greer. Yeah, we'll get there. X-ray was always a good one. That's one. That's a, that's one I always go back and watch. I always loved the uh, beginning of the episode when it, Lex is robbing the bank. And, oh yeah, and it Throat. turns out, and turns out it's her. Yeah, that was a good one. Now I'm gonna say one because yeah. I know I know one that you're gonna say, so I'm gonna let you have it. But I like Zero. Zero was an episode where Lex gets accused of killing someone, and uh, it's Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Really? Yep. She she frames him for murder at a club. Oh wait, I no, 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 no. I'm thinking of a different one. But Zero is the one where it keeps showing how somebody died different ways. Gotcha. But it's really cool the way that they do it. I'm. The How I Met Your Mother. Uh, this is another Kobe Smulders. Yeah, she's in another episode, so excuse me. But huh. yes, in Zero, and it that. keeps flashing back to different ways that it happened. It's a really cool episode. It kind of shows a lot more of the dark side of, of Lex. Of Lex, yeah. We got to mention, even though it's it's probably on our worst episodes of the series, but only because it, it starred a very young Amy Adams, and that was Craving. Really? I thought you were going to mention Nicodemus. No, no, no. Nicodemus is a great one. I just wanted to mention Craving only because of Amy Adams. Yes. Because I remember like when when she started becoming famous, and I'm like, she looks really familiar. Where have I seen her Was before? she in a fat suit? And then, and then the fact that she becomes... Lois Lane. Lane, which is even more funny. But yeah, no, Nicodemus is a great one because that's, again, the, the meteor rock pollen and... Everybody know, loses their inhibitions and inhibitions. all that. Lana, you know, starts to like really, you know, and, go uh, after uh, Clark. One last one that I want to mention is Hug. Hug is the one where the two guys could shake hands. Yes, and that was a good one. It's the first episode where we see Clark is bulletproof, but he still gets hurt from the bullets because Lex lights him up. Yeah. They were talking about it on their podcast about how cold it was doing that. Like how they, it was like negative four degrees, Oof. like, and they're doing that episode. I also do want to mention Hourglass, be, just because the guy from Fired Up said it. Oh, where he's the old guy and he, and he turned, turns yeah. young. Yeah, what's his name? Eric Christian Olsen. Yes. And then uh, Obscura was the episode before the finale. That's the one where the explosion and Lana can see through the killer's eyes and he kidnaps oh, Chloe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, very freak of the week. It, you know, there was really no storyline depth to season one. 
you know, like there was no overending arc. It was just where am I from? I'm trying to, you know, figure out these powers that I'm slowly getting. So it's just, again, that's what I liked about season one because it it introduces everything to us and, you know, season two takes off with, you know, the the overending arcs that we wouldn't see later on. So let's jump into season two. Mm. All right. So season two, I will, I love the red episode. Yes. The first episode where we have different kryptonite, red kryptonite, which makes it so Clark does all the things that he would normally not do. Mm. You know, he borrows, he steals Lex's Porsche. Like he he makes out with Chloe in front of Lana, like it, it's wild. It is a weird episode, but I am such a fan of it. And Heat, Heat's another good one. I like Heat because again, Heat Vision was a weird power on that show where sometimes you could see it and then other times you couldn't. couldn't. And then Superman Returns used that version of Heat Vision too, where you couldn't actually see it. Oh, that's right. Yep. So it was very weird. And then like obviously Heat Vision became one of his signature powers, something that he used a lot, and it was because he was horny. <laughs> That's when he would use it. <laughs> What's another one that that you can remember off the top of your head for this oh, one? Season two of Rosetta. Rosetta. Yep. I mean, that's that episode. I think will go down as one of my top ten. And for any big fans out there, it's because we get Christopher Reeve mm. playing. I always felt like that happened so much later in the show, but yeah, only season season two. two, and it was what as Virgil Swan, and I think he appeared one more time. I want to say twice. Twice yeah. before he passed away, but. I mean, so this is where Clark, you know, he he visions the the Kryptonian symbol on the side of the barn, and he starts getting these cryptic messages saying, you know, I know I, who you are, I know and, who you are, and you know, and because this was also the season that they introduced the caves, yes, and he puts the octagonal key from his spaceship in the keyhole, mm-hmm. and he's suddenly able to read and understand Kryptonian, yes, and you know, so of course we get the message, the the symbol for hope. We get him going to the to the museum where to meet Virgil Swan, who is like this, you know, super genius, super genius that disappeared years ago. And it's Christopher Reeve. It's the way he is, obviously, you know, because of, of, of what has happened to him. And he, you have the John Williams music playing oh, in the background. So good. And it is so subtle. And just the two of them are so perfect together. And it is just so wonderful because just hearing Christopher Reeve tell him where he's from, reading the message from Jarrell, you know, this is our son Kal-El. We didn't even mention that Jarrell was voiced by Terrence Stamp. That's right. Yeah. Which was, I remember when we found out it was going to be him, we were, I I, at least, I can't speak for you. I was kind of like, treason. How would you get, how would you get? The guy who played the Zod, definitely. As much as I, Jarrell. I like Michael Shannon, I really do. Yeah. But Neil before Zod, Neil like before oh Zod. my god. But and and I'll always love after the episode of Rosetta. There's a a, a clip of Tom Welling and Christopher Reeve who are talking about the Christopher Reeve Foundation, and they're just the two of them going back and forth. It's very funny. Really, truly good. And that, I think, to me, is the best episode of season two. Oh, I agree. It, it is really good. Visage was the one where Tina Greer returns as... Yes, because that's she comes back as Whitney, mm-hmm. who went off to went went off to the war. To the Marines <clears throat> to the or Marines. something like that, yeah. And so the episode begins with him overseas, and you know there's an explosion. You're not sure if he made it or not. And then, of course, he comes home, and it turns out it's actually Tina Greer. I liked Suspect, where Jonathan Kent is framed for the yes, murder of Lionel, or the attempted to, murder. Turns out to be the sheriff. And they do like a bunch of different versions of how it happens. Because yeah. isn't I think Lionel's blind. He gets hurt at the end of the first season. And he's blind in the in most of the... Because remember Clark? I think... No, the the long-lost brother catches him on it. Does, when, does, when does Lionel go blind? Why am I blanking? Is that the end of season one? At the it end of the season tornado? one. Yeah. And then during season two, he eventually gets his, his eyesight back, but he doesn't tell anybody. No, I remember that part. Yeah. Clark figures it out because he throws the... Uh, he pretends to throw the ball at him, mm-hmm. the pool ball. And then in Prodigal, we have... Lex discovers his half-brother Lucas... Played by the kid from The Vampire (laughs) Vampire Diaries, who we never Never see or hear again. And I actually enjoyed that episode. It wasn't that bad. But yeah, again, never understand it again. All right, (laughs) let's see. Any other episodes that you really want to jump in? I guess Exodus, the finale, because that's when he begins dating Lana. Lex and his fiance cancel their wedding. Isn't that where she finds out that she was only in for to get to her father, to get to Lionel, Helen? Doesn't she jump off the plane? Like, uh, maybe, she? yeah. 
Like I, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I just remember during the honeymoon flight, Lex wakes up to find the plane going down, and Helen and the pilot are missing. And we do find out. And there's like she tells like a bunch of different stories about what happens. Yeah, like no, it it, it wasn't like no. But oh. then of course we get Clark putting on the red kryptonite ring at the end of season two and driving off into the sunset. And the 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 burn burness which yeah. you see in uh, so good more in season three episode one. So let's you want to jump into season three? Absolutely. Then? All right. I'll be honest. This season is is a blur for me because I just don't remember much about season three. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have to carry me. Well, so I, as much I do, lo- I'm gonna put Exile and Phoenix together. Okay. Basically, it's them getting Clark to come back and. Jonathan makes a deal with Jarrell. We get to see Cal, as he calls himself, roaming around Metropolis, like robbing people. Yeah. Or he's breaking the ATMs and buying cars. Uh, Rucker Hauer as Morgan Edge was a nice little uh, cameo. Yes, I, Morgan Edge comes back, but he gets like plastic surgery, yeah. and he's he not plays him in, again after that. Not really. We do have Perry, Episode Five, where we have Perry White mm-hmm. played Michael by McKean, who does reprise his role, voice only though. In, that was uh, it. Finale. That- yeah. That was the only time we ever saw I thought he No, came... he was back, I think, another episode. Yeah. But yeah. He was does... he dating? He was married to Clark's mom. Well, I know they're in real life married, yeah. but in the show, weren't they like dating? Didn't they like get no, together or maybe. something like that? I maybe towards the end, yeah. But that was a great episode. It's where Clark's like powers are all out of whack. And yeah. Relic, where you get to see young Jarrell. But uh, I apologize. Oh, uh, go for it. With the Perry episode. This is what Smallville did in a funny way was like, this is what I thought they were going to do. I thought like, okay, we're going to get some, you know, we had heard of Jimmy Olsen. We have heard, you know, little spatterings of the characters from the future of Superman. So it's like, okay, we'll just meet these characters and then we're never going to see them again. Lo and behold, obviously the next season we get Lois Lane as a regular, but that's where I thought they were going to do. So yeah, Relic is the episode where you get to kind of see like the past and all that stuff. And then Clark pretends to be Joe at the end and all that stuff. That was a good episode because it, it obviously led to the notion that Smallville was chosen for a reason, that Jonathan and Martha Kent were chosen for a reason, because mm-hmm. Jarrell had met Jonathan's father and mother and respect, you know, liked them very much, because obviously he's on the run, they took him in, and so it, again though, it really never, nothing ever really came of it, like, mm-hmm. there was never any, because I know Jonathan and Jarrell had a bad, even though they never meet each other, but you know what I mean, like, you know. He meets Jonathan's dad, Hiram. No, 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 I know, what I'm saying is, like, yeah, how yeah, yeah. Jonathan obviously... They have a very strange relationship. Very strange relationship. The voice of Rella and Jonathan. We have Asylum. I loved Asylum. It's where Lex is locked up because they they managed to convince the public that he's crazy because he finds out that Lionel killed his parents. That's right. And in this episode, we got the return of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Sean Ashmore, and Ian Somerhold. Oh, no, not Ian Somerholder. And the guy who tries to shoot him. Jesse Metcalf. Yeah. Think of like the names that were in the show. Oh, my like, God, huge names. Ian I mean, Somerholder. And the fact that Sean Ashmore, I mean, his brother ends up being Jimmy Olsen. So it's Quote, like... Unquote. But you that, know what I mean. That was one of the first episodes where the bad guys come back. Yeah. And they deal with him. And like Clark's walking through this asylum, and they're all like, hey, hey, what's up, man? You, you, you know, do any superpower stuff? <laughs> they're all like heckling him. We got Whisper, uh, where he gets his earring because he gets yes. temporarily blinded by he heat visions kryptonite <laughs> by accident. <laughs> like some of the things that they came up with were wild. Obsession. Obsession was the episode that introduced Alicia Baker, played by Sarah Carter, the girl who could teleport. And then in the next season, they get married. Oh yeah. Yep. But I, I let, her her sacrifice at the end was really good. But let's see. Any other episodes you want to jump in on this one? Season two, not so much. Season three, round three. Or three. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, but it's good because uh, Adrian Palicki's in it. She plays Kara. Really? Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you, you... I don't remember any of this stuff. How do you know? I know you don't. Like, what? one of these days, we're really <laughs> going to have to do, like, a full-on Smallville marathon and just see what we could do. I'm have to quit my job. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Season four. Now, season four is, I think both of us can agree, it's one of our, it's, it has some really good strong points, but then mm. it has some really weird crappy points. Yeah. So, obviously, I think you and I can both agree we're going to start with Crusade. Well, but, yeah. And and just to fall back on season three, you know, one of the plot points was that Chloe testifies against Lionel Luther and sends right. him to jail. So, her and her father are put into witness protection, and the finale of season three is the house blowing up. Right. So, immediately, you're like, 
oh, crap, is Chloe dead? And honest to God, you and me talked about it. We're like, she very well could be. She's not a true character in the myth of Superman. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't shock us at all that they killed her off. Right. So season four comes along, and we're introduced to Lois. Lois and we're like, oh, well, Chloe's definitely dead. Mm-hmm. Why would you bring Lois in if Chloe's going to still be around? I don't give him credit. They actually kept Chloe around. So, so we have... The first episode of Flying, where yes. Clark flies for the first time. And, and I remember you and me had a very spiritual discussion about that, because I wasn't too keen I, on it. You were. I liked it at the time. I don't, I, it was Matrix, because it was, it was, it, was right, it was not too long after The Matrix. The second two Matrix movies came out, and it's a very similar style of the way they well, did Well, it's fly. weird watching it now, because he has like <clears> the jet trails at first, and then they disappear when he's actually flying. Like When he's like flying, flying, yeah. it, it's, he doesn't have the, 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 like the trails behind him. But it's still so good. We get uh, Jason Teague introduced. Bridget Crosby played by Margot Kidder. Yes, you know, because this is was, after Christopher Reeve passed away. She was supposed to be the bad guy the following season. Or during the season. During the season, but then because she found out that they were going to make they were Virgil gonna... Swan the villain of the season, she... No, they found out that how they kind of wrote him off and wrote his death into the plot and she didn't agree with it. She was also going crazy at the time. Margot uh... Kidder had a lot of mental health issues towards the end of her life. But hmm. yeah, so that was a whole big thing. We got Black Kryptonite introduced for the first yes. time. I'm pretty sure is it Jonathan's in his coma, but then he wakes up. Yeah, like I mean, it, I mean, the big the big thing we get uh, Aquaman. Oh we yeah, get our first Aquaman with the, with the guy. He ends up becoming Jack Reacher. I can't remember his name. Why am I? Alan playing? Richardson. Thank you. Is you talking about season four? Is that season four? No, no, no. Season no. five is when we meet. Uh... Season five is oh, where we really. Got. I thought that was season four. I thought that was early on. In, but uh, this season Lois. we have the episode run where we have Bart Allen played by Kyle Gallner, and it's our first non kryptonite powered human. Mm-hmm. Our, they don't call him a metahuman in it, but it is a great episode. The episode <laughs> that introduces Bart Allen and and the Flash basically is just such a great episode. And then after that, we have one of my other favorite episodes, Transference, when – because the whole point of this is like the the stones and all that and the yeah. magic and – Isn't Jane Seymour uh, Jensen Ackles' mother? Yeah. but Transference is where she, he switches bodies with Lionel, and then Lionel becomes a good guy afterwards. And like oh. he's like the prison messiah afterwards. All right, let's talk about episode eight, one of your favorites. And an episode – it's the first episode that we actually missed because we were busy at the time. It was no, – we, we watched true. most we of it. We watched it. We watched most of it. I think we had to rewatch it. But what was it, Sean? It was Spell. So Kristen Crook decided – I guess they decided to give her more this season or give her something. And she – Gets possessed by a witch and then has the other witches. It's like Hocus Pocus in Smallville. Mm, very oh. true. Very good. Well, solid. Solid, solid reference. reference. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, sir. But yeah, it is. It's her, Chloe, and Lois all taken over by witches. And mm-hmm. for a 18-year-olds, 18-year-old guys, it was a very fun episode. Yeah. Very fun episode. But- I actually listened to the commentary of this episode because it's the three of them. And I think the director, and I know when they get to the scene where Tom Welling is like dancing, he's under the spell. They just they couldn't they couldn't keep it. They were cracking up because they're like just... he's actually a very good dancer, and to actually have him dance that badly was pretty funny. We have Bound is the episode I was thinking of with uh, Kobe Smalders. Okay, yeah, where she like ends up being somebody that he had already been with, and he didn't remember because he always he had mommy issues and always went for women that looked like his mother. Like, they actually say that in this episode. Lionel's the one that says it. We have Unsafe and Pariah. So Unsafe and Pariah are the episodes. This was, like, after the hiatus. I remember seeing the, the hiatus, like, preview, mm-hmm. and it was Clark and her getting married in Vegas. Yes. Because she doses him with red kryptonite. She claims that she's cured. She does end up telling Chloe his secret and, like, all this stuff. But Pariah is one of my favorite episodes because there's a great scene where the guy who ends up killing Alicia and it's it's a dark death. Like he finds her body hanging there. Yeah. It's and it's... he like heat visions the rope and he catches her. Like it is it's rough. And then he almost kills the medi- or the Kryptonian Kryptonite freak that, you know, killed mm-hmm. her and Lois stops him. Like it, it's a powerful moment and like it's where the show really started to get more mature. But... Also the final season of WB. Yeah, yeah. Lucy, Crypt- I do. Crypto. Crypto and Lucy, yep, those are two. Onyx. Onyx is one of my favorite episodes <laughs> where Lex gets hit with the black kryptonite and there's the man in the iron mask downstairs and, you know, the whole I am the villain of the story mentality. Like, it is a great episode. What Any any other ones that you want to jump uh, Blank's a fun one where Clark loses his memory and Chloe helps him, like, learn about his powers and stuff. 
That was a fun one. And then commencement. You know, them graduating from high school, and then he ventures up to the fortress. The fortress for the that's the first time we get the fortress, right? Was it? I think the last scene, the last shot is him just throwing the crystal. Throwing the crystal to create the fortress. Yep. All right. Season five. So we're halfway there. Look at first, us. First season of CW. Mm-hmm. And and you can you and semi could notice it fairly quickly, I thought. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I also like how the first three episodes, he does not have any powers. That's right. Or, well, I think mortal and hidden. Hidden, he gets his powers back. And then we get uh, episode four is, is Aqua. Yeah. Where we so meet Arthur Curry. Hidden has one of my favorite shots of him jumping on the missile. And that Which shot, became was part of the uh, the opening credits for the last like few and it's seasons. Still, it still holds up effects wise. I was shot. so surprised because that was also the first time we were like, wait, wait, was he flying? Was he jumping? Like what? Flumping. We used to call Flump, it flumping. Flumping. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was a kid in high school who just, who wasn't flying. He was jumping. All right, flumping. Jumping right. with style. Aqua's though the episode that jumps to me first, and I love that episode. And they they did a great job. We, don't forget, we also had uh, James Marsters coming in as yes. Brainiac. And, like, you have Aquaman, and they do a good job with Aquaman. He could swim faster than me. <laughs> like, and it's Alan Richardson who... Fish jokes. Yep, that, that's, all, yeah, that's all you jokes. get, fish jokes. But I really do enjoy the Aqua episode. And it's, a, again, another episode where it's like, hey, like, you could be doing more. Like, why aren't you? Yeah, it's the whole... It, it starts the buildup of, okay, it's been four years, man. You know, when are you going to be Superman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. I'd, I'd say by season five, we were starting the countdown of, like, how much longer can this show go? Yeah. You know, did we really think it was going to go five more years? Probably not, but it, it, it kept going. We, uh, have, we have Exposed, exposed yeah. which was the uh, lowest going undercover as a stripper. Mm-hmm. And it also had our Dukes of Hazard little homage with the other actor from Dukes of Hazard appearing as like a senator or a congressman. And he's best friends with Jonathan Kent. And he ends up being in a, in a uh, scandal. Yep. That was a good one. Season five, I was in college. I remember that because I remember watching this episode and calling you afterwards going like, that was actually a really good episode. Like... Lexmas. Ah, Lexmas. I remember that. Where Lex gets his look at how his life would have been. He's married to Lana. Interesting. Basically, it's if he drops out of the race. If he voluntarily drops out of the race, that's how his life would be. Let's see. Reckoning. So this is the episode where the the show really... The show completely changed. Completely changed. Because the show starts off. I I remember this vividly. This episode starts and Clark tells Lana everything. Mm -hmm. She... takes her to the Fortress of Solitude, and he's like, I have all these powers. And she accepts them, and, you know, he they're proposes. together. He proposes to her, and you're like, okay, where is this Where is this going? And she ends up being killed in a car crash. And you're like, oh, okay. And it's caused by Lex, because he loses the election to Jonathan, and his his life is spiraling right now. And he goes to Jarrell and basically pulls a Superman, the end of Superman the movie, turns the world back. And did you ever hear that he's not actually rotating the world backwards? He's just traveling into the Speed Force. I have not heard that, but because that makes he's, sense. he's spit, he's basically he could have just gone straight. Yeah, but because he he wanted to stay close to Earth, he's just going backwards. And just like how Barry Allen, when he runs fast enough, he breaks the time barrier. Yeah, that's what he did. Oh. I think that makes a lot more sense than turning the oh, world I mean, backwards. I'm sure back in the 70s it was turning the world yeah. back. But nowadays it's probably, yeah, okay, he was, you know, doing But it is force. still one of the best episodes. Because and- he thinks, okay, I was able to bring the love of my life back to, to life, but sadly... Jonathan warns him. All right, Jarrell warns him. He's like, warns a, him. a life for a life. You can't, you can't just mess with the cosmic scales. Yeah, and of course then we lose... Jonathan Kent. And we have our first shot of him. The shot of him in the graveyard is still so fantastic. This show had some really good imagery. It did. It, it did, did a great job. And, and, and you know what? It, it, again, very much like, you know, everyone knew Jonathan Kent. He obviously, except for Lois and Clark, was the only one where Jonathan, like, lived to being an elderly old man. You knew Jonathan's time was coming. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just when. So they did it here. And it was so good. And that was the, the fall finale. That wasn't even the finale of the season. That was the midpoint of the season. So it was like, oh, crap. We got Cyborg. Yeah, Lee Thompson Young, rest in peace. The famous Jet Jackson himself. Solid episode. They do the x-ray where Clark x-rays him, and he sees all like this, like he looks like Cyborg underneath. Yeah. You know, obviously, they have a TV budget, so they can only do so much. Let's see. And then I'm trying to think one more. Vessel? It's all right. Otherwise, I think that's pretty much like the... 
the I, ones that I yeah I think again I, I've said it before I think three four and five are my least favorite seasons mm-hmm. but they each have moments where you're good I think five is the best of the three but still. Season six is where it really takes off. And let's start off. Season six, episode one, Zod. Michael Rosenbaum does a great job playing Zod. And we do get the whole kneel before Zod start. Like, that starts there, too, I think. I think he says it. If not, they definitely say it, you know, when Zod actually makes his appearance. But we get flying. We get fights. We get all this really cool stuff. You know, Clark gets stuck in the Phantom Zone, and then he manages to get out. Like, it is so good. And just a gr- unfortunately, it is the start of the whole Lex and Lana real like really started their relationship, and it's just kind of gross, and nobody's a big fan. But it's also it starts the the Phantom owners like all the Phantom Zone guys get out. We have sneeze where Clark discovers super breath, a power he doesn't use as much. No, um, I think like the next time he used it was like another season later where he like blew papers off a table to distract somebody. He does get Arctic breath, but then we never see him actually learn about that. Let's see. All well, right. Well, let's not forget that this is also the introduction this season to... Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen. And Jimmy Olsen. And Jimmy Olsen. Let's talk about episode four, Arrow. Yes. Now, really quick, for those of you guys who don't know, they had originally done an Aquaman pilot with Justin Hartley as Aquaman. You can yes. watch it on YouTube. It's... Yeah, because it was after Aquaman appeared on Smallville that mm-hmm. they were like, ooh, let's... Let's spin them off. Let's spin them off. But they didn't stick with... They did the one episode... Alan Richardson. It was okay. You can watch it on YouTube for free. It was... What was it called? Hyper. It was like hype. It was something, something points or something like yeah. that. But it's not even called Aquaman. It was yeah. just a weird name. They sounded wanted, like a like Smallville. They wanted it to be. Yeah. So it's you know it's all right. But so they liked him so much though that they brought him back to be Oliver Queen. Yeah. And he does a great job. We oh, he's great. We were just watching one of the season ten episodes before we started recording, and I love him. He's a, he's funny. He brings. He's like. Unfortunately, as much as we love Stephen Amell's Arrow, he was Batman. Like er- Stephen Amell's Arrow was Batman. Like they they gave him Batman stories. He was a substitute for Batman. <laughs> this was a much more comic accurate and much more faithful and fun Green Arrow. And he, him and Lois were always good together. And I really do. I did enjoy all that stuff. Another episode for you. You know you want to mention Subterranean just for the last scene. Oh, absolutely. I mean that. <clears throat> talk about an absolute filler episode. I think the first 40 minutes of that episode are just probably some of the worst in the series. But then we get that final scene where the, the villain of the of the episode is in a coma. He's lying on like a, uh, a, a hospital you know bed and the doctor's like, you know, he's not going to wake up. And Lex just says, put him with the others. And he just starts walking down a hallway with, and forgive me, what's the name of the song? It's AFI. Prelude 1221. Pre- Prelude 1221 playing. And it's... You know, he's walking, it's in slow motion, and you can see the hands of the other inmates are trying to reach at Lex, and it's just, with that music, with that imagery, it was just, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. And then the door closes, and it's the, the 33.1 facility where he's keeping all, basically, the metahumans or, or anybody who has type of, any type of powers. Let's talk about Static really quick, because not only does Dave Batista guest star in it. Really? Yep, he plays a phantom owner named Alder. But Clark also God. encounters the uh, Martian Manhunter for the first time. Ah, yeah. yes. Yeah. All right. We got Justice. Obviously, Justice is probably one of the <sighs> best episodes of the show. Just the just the trailer for that episode oh was so great. Oh, my God. It was so good. And that good. ending shot of them walking away from the explosion, I think, is the shot of the series, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It still <clears throat> it still holds up. The whole episode holds up. And, you know, obviously, they, you know, they do the the whole like code names and yeah. everybody's wearing like the the leather hoods and all that stuff even like you know how does bart stay up is the real question he's running that fast we have combat one of my favorite episodes where it's the fight club <laughs> and i love that episode it's just a lot of fun and just we get some really cool effects and unfortunately it is an episode where clark does kind of kill a guy but we don't talk about it anymore nah. but i think that's pretty much it for the season for me as far um, as any other episode noir that's the you one that shut up. Why <laughs> I knew that would piss you off. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's like atrociously bad. <laughs> let's let's go into season seven. I hate you. All right, season seven, we get introduced to uh, Kara and Bizarro. Yes, right. So this is one of those seasons where like it. There's some good stuff in it. It's also the the writer strike season, so you could definitely tell that the well the for a the 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 amount of episodes because I think there's only 
in this season. There's, hold on, 18. Oh, there's 20 episodes. Okay, which is still not the normal amount of episodes per season, but I think they, what, two or three episodes didn't get written. But the big the big story arc of this ep- of season is is uh, Kara. Mm-hmm. You know she's the big one, and I liked. Uh, it was also the final season for Lana and Lex as regulars. Yeah. Well, Lana would appear, Lex wouldn't appear again until the final episode. I liked Wrath. <clears throat> it's the episode where Lana copies his powers, <clears throat> and <clears throat> they they bang so hard that it causes earthquakes. Yes. It's still, and it's it's just a fun. That's a, that's Chloe's a very, reaction to that in the in the episode was great. A very comic book episode, Siren, where we have the first appearance of Black Canary. Yeah, played I by about a, that. Alana Huffman, who goes on to play. Um, oh my God, it's gonna drive me crazy. Abaddon in Supernatural. I know you didn't get you didn't get that far. I didn't get that far. But so good, and just she. I I did enjoy her, and I enjoyed all that stuff. But it's a shame that they they didn't do the. They've never done the Oliver Queen and Black Canary love thing, like even Arrow really. Even didn't. Arrow because they, really? they caved to the fans with the Olicity stuff, which is a whole other issue but anyway we also have hero the return of pete ross and the dumbest superpowers ever we have Uh, veritas i liked the veritas stuff i thought all that's like the secret society that was really created apocalypse i was gonna say it apocalypse is a great basically it's a wonderful life episode where it's you know drill shows clark what earth would have been like had he not sent him there instead of facing the doom of his fellow kryptonians and we have the first episode where he wears the glasses yes yep and then obviously arctic is just so good yes it is just like having when lex is holding clark and he's like you were my brother like we would have been like to get like best friends and all that stuff like it's just so good season eight holy crap we are real now we're really moving because unfortunately like the earlier seasons we have a lot of episodes that we really liked we liked the seasons the later seasons as a whole as a whole I'm trying to find like the individual episodes. Not you know, it's there. Well, season eight is is obviously it's the doomsday the season. doomsday season. We get Tess Mercer. Love Tess Mercer. Obviously, the halfway through the season's uh, bride. And that's the wedding of yes. Jimmy and and Chloe. We get the return of Lana in that episode. That's where you really start to feel the love connection between Clark and Lois. Right. So let's go with I'm trying to think. Obviously, I we do enjoy Bride. That is one of our our more favorite episodes. And let's see. this is also when she's like infected by Brainiac and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Hex was a good one. Legion. Which one's Legion? Right after Bride, it's where the Legion of Super Superheroes appear. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so good. That was like what ends. They take the the Brainiac pieces to make Brainiac Five. Which one did you say? Hex. Hex with Zatanna. Oh, Zatanna. oh God! Not only do I just love Zatanna because I have a huge crush on her. Don't tell my wife. But it was she was such a great character, and like we see her, I think one more episode, and then she's mentioned in the How Do We Do episode. Yeah. But I, I really did enjoy Hex. That was a fun one. Let's see Injustice, where you get a, a you get Plastique, Eva Greer, Parasite, Livewire, Neutron, like all these characters like that come back, and then Doomsday's. There, there's some really cool stuff in it. When we get Black Canary, we get Bart back. Obviously, the death of not Jimmy Olsen. Of fake Jimmy Olsen. Fake Jimmy Olsen. Fake Jimmy Olsen. And the orb. Remember the orb that Tess had? Yes. Yep. And then eventually it releases the Kryptonians at the end. All right. Smallville Season 9. Now, this is where the show really started to figure out, this is what I want to do. This, we, you know, we've, we've had Clark as the, as the red-blue blur, but now... I, th- I think we also knew it before season nine began that 10 was going to be the final season. Because I think Maybe. season eight was intended to be... No, let me rephrase that. I think season nine was intended to be the last, but they were able to convince Tom Welling to come back for a 10th season. And it was announced like right before season nine aired. Mm-hmm. Because we were all like, oh, they're going to like finish this off in this year. And Zod was going to be the villain. And then when we found out season 10 was coming, we are like, oh, okay. So Zod's not going to be the, the villain for the season 10. We didn't know, but... Yeah. So let's start with episode one, Savior, where we have Lois comes back from the future because I forgot she got transported to the future by accident. Clark's been training, and now he can also he can have sex. That mm. is a big takeaway for season nine for and him. ten. Good for um, him. Some, they, some people comes too quicker than others. Yeah, to, they actually mentioned it. Like Chloe and him talk about it because I guess they go to a B and B. Yeah. Because Clark's like, I'm gonna you know try with Lois, and she's like, Whoa, you'll kill her, you'll break her in half, and he's like. My training with Jarrell has allowed... And she's like, no, no. It's a very funny scene. I paraphrased and made it funnier. But anyway, we get like, you know, the the Kandorians. We get the new Zod, Emil Hamilton, and all these things. Like, it is a really solid beginning. And then we have Metallo, where we have John Corbin, played by Brian Austin Green. Yeah. The man. I love Brian Austin Green. Really? 
he was great on Terminator: The Sarakana Chronicles. Right. Really good. But yeah, and let's see. I'm trying to think. We got Roulette, Crossfire, Candor's a good one. Candor's a really good one, where you actually you you meet the younger Jarrell, and he arrives at the uh, Kent farm because he was part of the orb also. Yes. Played by Julian Sands, and then he dies in Clark's hands, or like Clark's arms, which sucked. Let's see. We have the Wonder Twins episode. Wonder Twins unite. They well, no powers activate. Uh, yeah, Wonder Twin powers. Act. They don't say Wonder Twins, but yeah, it's that one's a rough one. I'm not a big fan of that one. All right, Absolute Justice. Yes, Absolute Justice is another one of our. It's so favorite. weird seeing Doctor Fate and then just seeing him in Black Adam. He looks great in this, though. No, no, he like, he didn't look bad. I just it's funny that I'm like, oh wow, I just and Hawkeye. You mean Hawkman? Hawkeye, Hawkman, same thing. No, one's arrows. It doesn't matter. It is hawks. So originally it was supposed to be two separate episodes, but they aired it at once. I want to say, like they showed the whole thing as like a almost like a TV movie type thing, and it is so good. You got the Martian Manhunter getting his powers back, Doctor Fate, Icicle. I forgot uh, Pam Greer played Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Argus, the Suicide Squad. She actually says that at the end. She calls it. She says, "Welcome to the Suicide Squad," and just, oh my. God, it is such a good episode. I really do enjoy that one. He directed it, Tom Welling, that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh man. Escape is the episode with the Silver Banshee where Chloe and Oliver end up at the same bed and breakfast as Clark and Lois, and it's just uh, awkward. Super awkward. All right. Checkmate's another good one. Checkmate has that really cool scene at the end where all the slow motion happens and it's like still shots instead. Yeah. Is that where we find out that, that Martha Kent is the White uh, Queen or Black no, Queen? No, or... I think I don't even remember that part. Let's see. We'll jump right to the end. Salvation, where Zod, you know, and him have their final fight. The Kandorians get sent to a new home, a new Krypton, basically. And uh, the last shot is him taking that dagger in the chest and falling off all Jesus Christ style. You know, people give Man of Steel a lot of flack for all the Jesus and Messiah metaphors and imagery. Smallville did it too. A lot of Superman properties do it. I mean, it's like, that's always been the key for Superman. I don't know why people are like freaking out about it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. People are freaking out about it, but you know, shut up. Season 10. Here we go. Yep. Lazarus. Lazarus is so good. It is a solid start. Rick Flag. Rick Flag, yes. Let's see. We also have Dr. Fate's helmet making its appearance. Chloe uses it. The Lex clones. Jarrell. We get the uh, the shot of the suit, remember? Yes. Yeah, but you know, Jarrell takes it away. Damn I want to say, is it the last we've gotten glimpses of him in the with the suit and all that. There was a vision he had of a catching a plane that was about to hit the daily planet you could see the reflection him in it and obviously she martha kent leaves him the suit she makes it for him it's the uh, the superman return suit that's the one that they put on display but it's a solid start to the show to the last season homecoming homecoming tell me a little bit about homecoming brainiac which brainiac is it i don't remember brainiac five brainiac five he pretty much takes them and it's kind of again like a it's like a Again, it's like a Christmas Carol tech, you know, it's a wonderful life type episode where he gets to see certain things. And that's where we get the uh, the guy from episode two, the the bug guy. Yep. Comes back and pretty much says to him, I was like, oh, you, you changed my life and, you know, made me a better man, something like that. And it was just, a, you know, again, it was a really good episode. It's so good. He's, um, he's pondering his place in life. He's like, he thinks, you know, he is, hasn't done anything good. Is he really like the hero? Is he really doing the right thing? Is yeah. he really a force for good? It's just such a... I would have liked to have seen more, maybe more people from the high school. Maybe they could have gotten more characters from the high school era, yeah. but... And it's also the first time he flies of his own power. Yep. At the very, it's such a great shot, him flying with Lois. Harvest. I like this episode where... Clark and Lois, it's right after she he finally admits his secret to her, mm-hmm. and because she already knew, like, because she's Lois Lane, but they they get like the children of the corn type thing, and the blue kryptonite, so he's got no powers. It's just a fun episode. Ambush, we got the return of Sam Lane and yeah. Lucy Lane, Rick Flag, the Suicide Squad, man, some some good stuff. Anything else that you? What is, what's another one you want to? What's the one we just watched? Why am I blanking on the? You're never gonna get it. Come on. <laughs> so you know what? I'll just do another one. Luther. Where yeah. we have Earth 2, the first time they show like an alternate... I think maybe they showed an alternate Earth one other time. No, it's this, this first time. Uh, Fortune. 
Fortune, that's it. That's Satana sends a magically spiked bottle of champagne to Clark and Lois for their bachelor bachelorette parties. And oh, it's hysterical. It's I mean, so just to good. see all the characters really just kind of go off and just have a good time and, you know, just doing stupid things. You get the video, the hangover style video at the end of the episode, which was funny. And yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good one. Yeah. Icarus, it's where we lose Hawkman and yeah. Slade Wilson. <laughs> that's Slade. Like, it, he's played by, like, let's see, Michael Hogan, who's, like, 60-year-old dude. He was in Teen Wolf afterwards. Like, it's wild to think. Like, that's the guy Joe Manganiello was going to play. Yeah, or what's his name? Manu Bennett from... Oh, he's so good. From Arrow. I mean, it's it's interesting seeing how the characters are... You know, I know Arrow, you know, focused on characters more than Smallville did, but to see some of those characters in Smallville just being totally differently portrayed, it's mm-hmm. just interesting. It really is. We have Scion, because we totally forgot about the clone. Yes. Yeah, who becomes Superboy. It's it's good, but not good. It's Remember a, Booster? That one was... A, I love that episode. Really? I am I, such a fan of that episode, where you have Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Yes, and you also have uh, Blue Beetle. Yes. Who's getting his own movie next year. So it is... I, I do enjoy that episode. It's so much fun. All right, and then obviously we'll talk about it. We have the finale. Hmm. The finale is... Something that we were very excited for. We we had a lot of anticipation. I think they had it's a part one and a part two, and I think they aired it at the same time, similar to Absolute Justice. I don't think they had a week between. Yep, no, May thirteenth, twenty eleven. Yeah. So eleven, 11 years ago, almost twelve years ago. So it is the length of the show before. Thoughts on the finale? Oh man, like it's hard to put into words. It was a culmination of everything we had watched over the, the, the previous 10 years. And it, w- finales are very difficult. Mm-hmm. Finales are very difficult to do, especially a finale of a show that you know they're doing on their... They know it's the end. Like, how are we going to do justice to everything we've accomplished over these last years? And, you know, we had the, the wedding of Lois and Clark. Was we, Were we finally going to see him in the suit? You know, what, what were we going to see? What were we not going to see? And... I, I thought it hit it out of the park. I, I had no problems with... Maybe, could you have seen him more in the suit? Yeah, you could have, but I liked what they did. I love the scene with him and Jonathan in the, uh, in in the, the fortress. fortress. I, I mean, it's like... The it only is... thing that bothers me about that scene mm-hmm. is... So they have the suit on display, right? Yeah. And it's the, it's the Brandon Routh Superman yeah. Return suit. When they finally cut over to Jonathan Kent handing it to him... They created some crappy looking prop instead, oh. and it is just it is jarring to look I, at. I never really noticed. I didn't really notice that. I did a thousand percent right away. <laughs> but I mean, just just having him with Jarrell telling him how you know the Smallville was a factor in the man you are. Yeah, and then of course Jonathan says, "Always hold on to Smallville." And it's like, mm. and of course you get the montage, the montage where Clark the music. finally he finally flies. And I always laugh though because like he flies out of the fortress, mm-hmm. but he goes through one of the crystals. Like he like yeah. breaks the ceiling. I'm like, just turn to the right. Yeah. It reminds me of in Fortune. You weren't here when that part happened. Clark tries to super speed while he's still hungover, and he hits a wall, <laughs> and he bounces off into the wall like shatters. It's really funny. But uh, I love the like, plane the, scene. I think is a great scene with Lois in, in the plane, and it's you know obviously being affected by the the, the planet coming against the world. Yeah. Uh, and I him mean, and Lex. Him, oh God. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't say enough how much Michael Rosenbaum is just so perfect in this show. Mm-hmm. All he has to say is "Hello, Clark," and oh. you're just like, Oof, "Okay, got me. yes, got me good already." Like, I mean, ugh. I'm there. I'm in it. I'm in, and you know, we get you know, yeah, there are some stupid things. The uh, the, the killing of Tess Mercer was dumb. Mm. The, the the how they they erased his memory was stupid. I understand why they had to do it. I get it, but it was stupid. The Nano gel. The nano what? gel. What? I love you know his fight against Darkseid as as a Lionel. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Where he finally learns truly how to fly, and he like drop kicks him. It just, <laughs> and yeah, he just like, explodes. Fl- like flies through him. And, and of oh, course wow. the ending scene. So so we get the scene where he saves the plane. He saves Air Force One, which was a nice little uh, homage to the original Superman. You get the moment where you see him through the window. You see the cape flying behind him, but you never really actually see him in the suit. He's like wearing a blue t-shirt. Blue t whatever it could be. And, you know, it's great. Awesome. Then and then it cuts to five years. Is five years? 
I think uh, maybe maybe even longer. Seven. Seven, seven years. years. <clears throat> so seven years go by, and so now it's Superman that we all like. We're expecting him to be bumbling, you know, glasses, you know, trying to not, you know, knock into anybody in, in the newsroom. And him and Lois have a fun little interaction where they bang into each other and then they start like, you know, flirting with each other on the stairs. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then boom. The music. The music. The guy goes, Oh, somebody tell Perry White there's a bomb in an elevator uptown. And he goes, Tell the minister, I'm gonna be a few minutes late. And oh It's so good. So good. I I mean I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do remember you were a little bothered by it. At the time, yeah. Just but it's grown on you? It's grown on me. You know, it's it especially considering how spoiled we are now with superhero well, shows. That too. So let's talk about that really quick. Now that we've talked about some of our favorite episodes, out of oh, 200 episodes, 200. 200 plus, we were able to keep this under an hour, or about an hour. I'm so sorry, everyone. But so Who cares? Sh- it's our podcast. It's, who cares? It's our podcast. <clears throat> so this show paved the way. They tried to replicate it. They did a show called Birds of Prey. Season two of Smallville. Yes, I remember that. They was... did. They tried Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I would have loved if they had brought that in somehow with Crisis. That would have been interesting. Or, I mean, they did bring Birds of Prey in with Crisis, which, which is Huntress. Which was awesome. I would have loved to see both I have Oliver no Reigns. recollection of Birds of Prey, honestly. Like, maybe one episode, but I, I don't remember much about it. I remember it to a point. It's funny because... Very WB show. Well, it's even funnier because if you watch it, I think they had it on DC Universe. I'm not sure if it's on HBO Max, but uh, they didn't have the rights to any of the songs anymore. Oh, really? So they changed all the music in it because I remember the last... The last episode had a really great scene to the song All the Things She Said by Tattoo. You know, mm. that song You know that was super popular for four minutes. But it's really good, and the music helps with that. Yeah. The same thing happened to Supernatural. If you watch season one of Supernatural on Netflix, no rock A songs. lot of shows have that problem that use they, music, and they can't. They don't want to pay for the, the, licensing. the licensing rights later on in syndication. So this show, though, <clears throat> is where they wanted to follow it up with Arrow and... Obviously, this show has had such a, a huge impact. And not only that, Tom Welling still does a lot of stuff. Now they're doing the Talkville thing. There's there's talks of revivals and cartoons and comics. But they also had them on Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was yes. a great scene. Great scene. It, and it's like, because there was a while where Tom Welling really distanced himself from all this. Which was smart. Yeah. I mean, it's it's he wanted to you know, explore what he could do. He's big more on... Uh, he would appear in movies. He would appear in other TV shows. He was on Lucifer. He was in the movie Draft Day. I remember right after Smallville ended, he was in the running. I don't know how true it was, but I remember he was in the running to replace Chris Maloney on SVU. And we were both like, hell yeah, let's yeah, do we'll that. Take that. We'll take that. I'll enjoy that. And you know, he never like he never had a starring role in anything else. Like he's never been the star of anything else. He's very you know, good. I would call him a character actor. I don't think you know, you could say much more about him about that. But I think he's also big behind the camera. I think he likes to direct a lot. Mm. He was on yeah. Lucifer though. That he was, was on really Lucifer, good. and he's on um, something else. What is he on? Uh, right now, he's in the Win- he's on the Winchesters. Winchesters playing uh, Henry Winchester. He's also on a show on the CW with uh, Brendan Fraser. Forget what it's called. Oh yeah, Doom. Is it not Doom Patrol? No, it's uh, something else. I, I don't know how if it's actually even still being made. I think it was one of those shows that was made for another channel, and they picked it up like Swamp Thing. Yeah. Remember Swamp Thing? Oh, that, was, that came out. I love Swamp Thing. <clears throat> but. but I think that pretty much wraps us up on our small book because we can probably go for another three days. Yeah, I mean we could. Yeah, but I mean look at where we where CW went. I mean you could say because what Smallville ended in May of 2011. Was it the next season or it was the next season? Arrow like a year premieres? or two later it was Arrow. So let's say a year. We don't remember the exact. Then the the Stephen Amell Arrow comes out, and you could tell from the minute Arrow started that they were like, okay. Smallville was this was this way. We're gonna go a totally different way with mm-hmm. Arrow, and it was it was good. I mean, the, I will argue that the first two seasons of Arrow I think are fantastic. The following year, October tenth, twenty twelve. Okay, so a year, so a year and a half later. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So I, I will argue that the first two seasons of Arrow were were excellent. Mm-hmm. Were very very good. Would would definitely match up with I think the best seasons of Smallville. Right. Because we we will agree Smallville is not perfect. No. Not perfect at all. But I think because of when it came out, being that we were, you know, still, you know, young, we're, we're just, you know, love and affection for the show. Mm-hmm. We, we look past the the crap and we look towards the really great stuff. I will argue, though, that Arrow, in my opinion, really started to, like, fall down after season two and was never the same show mm-hmm. after that. So Same thing know, happened to Flash. All of them, I think. Yeah. Honestly, all of them did. Except but, for Legends. Legends got better. 
That's fair. Legend, I, I didn't Legend. stick with it long enough to really watch. You know, after some characters left, I was kind of like, eh, yeah. I'm good. All right, so that was fun. Thanks, man. We have two fan feedback Fridays Whoa. now. Just so you guys know, the reason we didn't do fan feedback Friday last week was because we weren't sure if we were going to record the second episode right after. Yeah. So had we done that, it would have we would have had no fan feedback Friday for I think this week or so. Or if we had done that. We would have only had one Fan Feedback Friday for both episodes, but it is what it is. So I'll do this week's and last week's. With the news of Henry Cavill not returning for Superman, who should they? Who should be cast now and any other Justice League members? So let's see. We have – oh, my God. You guys are terrible. Chris Evans. That's Le- you. I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. Shut up, Ronnie. Shut <laughs> up. This cage. Shut, shut up. We never got him as Superman. Yeah. Why not now? And Jacob E. Lordy. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is. And I don't even see that on my uh, my Facebook page, so it doesn't even appear in well, my maybe, comments. Maybe you're just not as cool That's as fair. other people. Absolutely fair. All right. We also had last week was <clears throat> I put out a bunch of superpowers, and you pick which one you would have. Red, blue, yellow, green, orange, purple, gray, and pink. So it was the ability to turn completely invisible, the ability to fly. The ability to read anybody's thoughts, give you the ability to shapeshift, run at the speed of sound, face through anything, lift and move objects with your mind, and heal any non-fatal wounds. All right, let's see. We got blue. No more traffic can go anywhere. From Rob's comic book class. Gray, because it would save me from so many situations like car crashes. Orange, I'll be overpowered and go to any timeline and make myself more overpowered. <laughs> let's see. Because of technology. Yellow, because then I can tell if people are aligned to me or not. Orange, so I won't have to be late to anything. Orange, because who wouldn't want to run super fast? Yellow, because it makes it so much easier to have legit conversations with people. Purple, invisibility is fun, but if you can face through anything, you can disappear at any moment. Blue, because Rob loves to travel. From our friend Karina, green, because it's more versatile. Want to fly, turn into a bird, want to be invisible, mostly turn into a small bug. So, And then our friend Ariana just wrote green. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So don't forget, if you want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, it's super easy. You go to <clears throat> Facebook, look up the Multiverse Fancast, bam, there it is. Typically every Friday around 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., Eastern Standard Time is when that's going to be posted. So make sure you guys like, comment, and share your thoughts with us on it. And if you're looking for more of our content, you can find us on all the social medias, including Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you type on The Misfit Faction, odds are you'll find some of our stuff. And, of course, we have our website, themisfitfaction.com. And if you want to hear more of Sean's sultry, loving voice, you can check out his podcast with me, Cinematic it's Adventures. my podcast? It can be. It can be. Sometimes. It depends on what we're talking about. That's true. All right, so, yeah, I think that's... just start naming it Who Would Win in a Fight podcast. Oh, I did have a good Who Would Win in a Fight, but I totally forgot what it was. I asked Melanie, and she's like, ooh, that is a good one. Well, how do you know if it's a good one if you can't remember it? Because Melanie said it was a good one, and my wife's always that's right. So solid response. So that is going to wrap us up. As always, I'm Paul. And I'm not Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. <laughs>